This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, electrical contractors, I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out Contractor Better today. Visit go.abb slash contractor better. On the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. The voice of South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire. BBC Radio Field. Here's Odijay, trying to get the better of Risa. Using good body strength. In towards Howard, down he goes, and Barnsley claiming a penalty there, and Martin Atkinson not giving it. Big, big decision right at the end of the game in added time. Adijay goes up for it, away by Carragher. Howard's there once more. Still it's Howard. Still going. Hammer. An 
side he comes, that's what he wants to do! Oh, that is wonderful! He just loves this place! Another stunning goal from Adam Hamill of Barnsley! Again, the big player for Barnsley, the big build-up. We're looking at him to deliver, to produce. Paul Eckebottom just behind him, they're right behind. My word, has he produced what an absolute outstanding finish this is. He knows exactly where he wants to put it. This is a player at the top of his game, enjoying his football, enjoying his life. Look at that. Perfection. Another Saturday, another opponent and another home victory. Stendhal's army marches on as it finished Barnsley 2, Scunthorpe 0. And we'll be picking the bones over that match. Kyle Walker and myself today live on the Vibe. Plus, um, the transfer window shot. We're going to examine the business that the Reds have done. And also, in the month of January, we saw the um, assistant head coach, Andreas Winkler, leaving us for Huddersfield. And CEO, Gautier Ganai, leaving us for the warmer climates of the south of France. We're going to look what impact these departures will have on Barnsley FC. Welcome to the Reds Report with Carl Walker and me, Carlo van der Watering. This is for the fans. The Vibe. It's a very good afternoon. Wednesday, live at five from the music studios at Old Mill Lane, Barnsley. It's a very warm welcome to this edition of the Reds Report. In the studio, myself, Kyle, and the watering, and of course, the one who's always here. It's Kyle. How are we doing, Kyle? Not bad. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> Don't say thanks. We rely on you now. <laughs> so, um, first of all, obviously, I, I couldn't make the match on Saturday because my daughter got married. Um, I did nearly get a divorce when I suggested she either delay it or bring it forward so I could go to the um, school formats but that didn't work out um I am willing to admit that I was set with earpieces in during my speech to keep an eye on the score. And so were many of my guests that are Barnsley fans as well. It finished 2-0. Um, talk me through it. Was it was it as comfortable as it sounded? Because I, I, I listened to, to I following up to, to Matt Bailey and um, it sounded to be... It made it sound like we were in control from beginning to end. Was that the case? Yeah, it were one of the most comfortable victories I've seen Barnsley play this season. Um, it's not one of them that it could have been... You know, five or six, but we just cruised his way through it. And once we got that second goal, Scunthorpe just seemed to die down. And the second half was a case of just seeing it through to the end, which which we did really well, I think, on Saturday. Um, I think one of the most promising points for Barnsley has been the resurgence of the younger players coming through: Ben Williams, Jacob Brown, Jack Walton was on the bench, I believe, again, which is fantastic to see. Um, Danny Pinilos came in uh, back in defence. Seen to be, was it illness or was he injured or because he, they didn't feature on the bench at all, did he, Williams? No, uh, I seen him. I was sat in Ponty and before the game he walked through into a disabled stand. There didn't seem to be any visual injuries that I could see, so it might have been illness because I can't see Daniel Stendhal just dropping him after form he's been in. So now he's been. Uh, it's been. It's been good for the uh, for the young Reds in the last few weeks, none more so than Jacob Brown, which we'll talk about later on. Um, if you're listening alive at the moment, head over to Twitter to um, Reds Report underscore. We've got a poll going. Um, there's a choice of two songs that you can vote for to finish the show. So we've got The Farm All Together Now or Pulp Disco 2000. Um, at this moment in time, um, it's 55 to 45, but I'm not tell you which one is winning. So if you want to put your vote in, finishes about half past, I believe, and then um, we'll uh, whichever song wins that will uh, that will close the show. So back to the Scunthorpe match then. Um, who was the outstanding player for Barnsley? For me, Cameron McGeehan. were outstanding again on on Saturday, and he, we've, we spoke a bit in the last few weeks of his coming on and getting better and better each game. On Saturday, I just thought it were, it were unbelievable. The, the attacking style that he has just fits in with Alex Moore perfectly. Um, good to get a goal against his former club as well. He were on loan there last season, and it's it's a clever header when you watch it back actually he's just flipped it past he's wrong footed the goalkeeper it's a very clever finish from him and it, it's a, it, it was a quick reaction doesn't it because did somebody head and he sort of punched it out or it came off the bar or whatever and he literally had it in the sort of like the far corner didn't he um, obviously I've seen the goals I've seen the uh, brief highlights I've seen the extended highlights and I've seen the whole, <laughs> I've seen the whole match albeit a bit later than I should have done um, the Mowood goal I mean 
We don't do tap-ins, do we? Oh, no, we don't do tap-ins. It's, it's a great finish. It's a great effort to try it from there. That just shows what confidence he's got at the minute. Um, obviously, the keeper's been unsighted by his son, which is, you know, it's good to have that bit of luck. I know we're doing really well, but to get that luck on our side as well, it's just seen us climb higher and higher. It, it was very fitting because obviously my daughter got married and uh, her partner Emma is from Portsmouth so the room was full of Portsmouth fans and Barnsley fans so um, the last bit of my speech was about the football saying I hope your marriage is as the football was today um, because obviously we overtook Portsmouth in the table we now sit second a lot of people talking about Sunderland but Sunderland are not really in the form that, that Barnsley are in if you look at all the tables and all the form tables you know we're there can we catch Luton? Oh, there's no reason suggesting we can't. We've got a game in hand on them. We could cut the the gap to three points. I don't think there's any team this season running away with League One at all. It's going to be a tight come end of the season, and it's tight now. Luton, their home form is keeping them going, but they're also getting points on the road, which is a good thing to have. But you know, I think we can catch Luton, but there's, we can't drop off because there's other teams breathing down our neck as well. Yeah. We've got a few rearranged games, or a few, we've got a rearranged game coming up. Um, obviously, the, the, the Burton match. So we've got, I think it's in a couple of weeks, we've got like, is it Burton on the Tuesday and then Portsmouth on, on, uh, on the Saturday? Um, are we now better equipped, do you think, to, to handle that? Because he seems to have very, very much fined his. his his first 11, or definitely his first 10 or 9, hasn't he? Do you feel like we're better equipped to actually deal with that now and the strength in depth to come in and, and, and cover for certain positions? Yeah, I think I think we're better equipped now than we would have been when we were due to play them. Stand, like you said, Stendhal's found his sort of starting team now. He's exper- experimented last few weeks, as we've seen against Oxford. Didn't work first half, second half, changed it up, and we got a point out on it. And we've, we spoke on the show earlier in the season about that plan B, I think we've now found the plan B and it's good to have two sort of formations we can fit into if one's not working or other. I think it's good to have. Um, I think we owe it. I know he's no longer a Barnsley player. A lot was made of this match with Adam Hamill returning on Twitter and social media and all. Betty scores against us. Betty does this. Betty does that. What sort of game did he have? Because I, I, I literally didn't see it. There was an incident that he was fouled and they thought it was a penalty and then we scored on the break. Was it the Adam Hamill that we saw, or did we, or was it a, a decent player in a poor team, or what? What was your sort of? If you reflect back on the match, what did you think of Adam Hamill? I don't think it's that he were playing poorly. I just thought our defence was magnificent on Saturday. <laughs> there's there's been the photo where he's been back pocket of Cavare, Pinnock. He wasn't at the best, but I think our defence kept him out all game. He were very quiet, and and I think that. Him being there, sort of like star man, cutting in front wing and everything. We kept him quiet. It's not a case that he were bad. I just think we were excellent. If you had to... Um, last question before we uh, go to a break. If I would ask you to grade the Barnsley performance from a zero being the worst you've seen to a ten, saying that's the best performance you've ever seen, how would you pe- perform? Um, how would you um, rate the uh, Reds' performance against Scunthorpe? A nine. Solid nine.
This is for the fans. The Vibe. Husband don't know what he's done. Kids don't know what's wrong with mum. She can't say, they can't see. Putting it down to another bad day. This is how it feels to be lonely This is how it feels to be small This is how it feels when your word means nothing at all There's a funeral in the town Some guy from the top estate Seems they found him under a train And yet he had it all on a plate So this is how it feels to be lonely This is how it feels to be small This is how it feels when your word means nothing at all Three minutes left on the Twitter poll of the fan altogether now, or Pulp Disco 2000. Which song do you want us to close the show with today? But I agree with Kyle. They've sent some good players. We were just discussing. We were just discussing the opposition and uh, looking at the matches that Barnsley's got coming up. Uh, before we go further into that, Kyle, let's talk about the transfer window because we didn't get a chance to do that um, last week. Besides going into every player that we've bought, which we've already discussed, overall happy with the, the nature and the type of players that we've brought in? Yeah, I think it just fits what we needed. We've all been saying we want a winger, a, a real winger. Um, we've brought some exciting young pros- prospects in, I think, and I think with the history of Barnsley giving young young people chances I think it might work for them the one we haven't spoken about yet which was sort of like late in the evening deadline signing was George Miller um, bit of a funny one sign a striker who is a Middlesbrough player who's on loan at Bradford he signed for Barnsley but he's staying at Bradford I think that's probably something to do with the agreement that was already in place the lad got young player of the month for January a real prospect is, is, is that one of those where we hope that he'll continue that development and he'll be good enough to join us in the Championship next season? Because I, I don't know that much about him, to be fair. Um, I don't know if he scored against us or play against us, because my memory's not that good these days. Um, but surely, although not be it in the squad at the moment, it's good long-term that we've got another young player sign up on a decent contract. Yeah, I think so. And I think that will have tipped it for Miller to join us. Uh, the history we've got of making and developing younger players and going on to bigger things a lot of Bradford fans I spoke to really like the way he plays and I don't know how many I don't know a lot about him as I've said because he's still a young player and he's just an on loan but we've signed him and yeah I think he could work work with us and if we get promoted 
I'm sure he'll get get his chance in the championship. And and surely it's better for him to get an, not an education, but to be playing regular football because that's the way they develop. And he probably won't get in our team at the moment with the strikers that we've got. I mean, probably not in front of Woodrow and Moore. So it's good that he stays there because he'll keep developing. And it, you know, it's not like we needed a striker with the attacking options we've got. And um, I quickly want to touch. That sounds wrong. I quickly want to <laughs> touch Jordan. No, I quickly want to talk about um, Jordan Green. Um, he's come up a couple of times from the signings that that we've made. He looks a really quick, entertaining, tricky customer. Something we've been crying out for as a, as a white player, hasn't it? Oh yeah, the times he's come on and he's only been on for ten, fifteen, twenty minutes, and he does look really good. I, I can't remember who he came on against at Oakwell on his on his debut. Rochdale, I think it yeah, was. Rochdale. Rochdale with the tackle in front of yeah. the West End. And Daniel Stendhal absolutely <laughs> loved that, didn't he? That's how you make yourself a hero instantly, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, he played really well and he looked, like you said, a very tricky winger. Wants to attack that the opposition defence, wants to put a cross into the box. And on Tuesday night uh, at Oxford, he came on for the last 15 minutes or so, changed game down that right-hand side with... Cavare links up with Cavare really well so yeah he looks like an exciting young prospect and I think he'll be a player that'll come into starting 11 more often as the season develops I suppose we have to put trust in that recruitment policy doesn't it because he came from Yeovil the vision below us he stepped on we play high pressing high pace football so he's obviously a fit lad and I suppose we, we, we've got two types of players haven't we when, when they make the debut for Barnsley they either get a red card <laughs> And I'm talking about Amorwood, Cal Regan, and I know there's been plenty more. Or that tackle in front of the West End, that's how you make yourself sort of like an instant hero. But I, I agree, I think Jordan Green is one of those that, you know, not only a crowd pleaser, I think he'll get some goals. He'll make life very difficult for any defender down that side. Um, and then obviously with, um, with, with George Miller, the window's now shut. Um, we talked a lot about Brett Potts leaving. We talked about Moncur leaving. Is Grove has gone. In all honesty, nice people, nice players. We wish them all the best. We've not missed any of them, really, have we? I mean, Is Grove's not really featured anyway. Um, are you surprised, though, that we've let these players go to people like Pompey, Luton, you know, um, very much, I suppose, you know, promotion contenders like like we are? Yeah, it was a bit of a bizarre one when I seen sort of clubs had been linked to like Portsmouth and Luton who were top two at time. It just seems a bit, you know, bizarre to send them to a promotion rival because we know what they're capable of. George Moncur scored winner for Luton against Portsmouth in one at midweek games. But you know, business is business, and I'm sure Moncur would have rather gone to a Luton than a team down mid table, down near bottom. So, and I think he deserves to be at that sort of level because he is a good player yeah and I suppose for us Walsh Mucker was a good player at the pace in the type of football we play he, he, it, it looked like he couldn't maintain that for 90 minutes did he and he became more of an impact player and I suppose we've cashed in on him and why not when we've got uh, replacement readily available I suppose another surprise which we just mentioned is that um, you know we're, we're playing some of the best football we've played all season and Kenny Dougal is on the bench now we were worried when he, f- he first came in he made a fantastic start in that friendly against all scored. Um, you know, very good player. He then got injured. Was it against? Was it Shrew- Shrewsbury? Shrewsbury. Yeah. Against Shrewsbury, he was out for quite some time. Came back and almost picked back up. Cam McGeehan is, is keeping out of the side. Has Cam McGeehan stepped up that much? I know we've we've knocked him before and I've held my hands up. Is Cam McGeehan now? Is that his spot for Kenny Dougal to take off him? Yeah, I think so, and I think it's good to have that sort of healthy competition. We did say when he got injured, can Cameron McGeehan? We were, at, I think, we were talking if if Jared Bird might start, and now that's sort of a distant memory, isn't it? Um, yeah, he's just these last couple of months he's come on leaps and bounds, and I think now it's Kenny Dougal's turn to try and take that spot off him. But at the minute, I just can't see that happening. He's such a good player. And it's fantastic when we talk about the plan B and the strength in depth that if anything needs changing in the midfield, you've got a player like Kenny set on the bench that can that can jump in, uh, in into that space and, and chip in with the goals. Um, I suppose bizarrely during that transfer season, we also lost our CEO and Andreas Winkler. Let's talk about Andreas Winkler first. Um, as you know, because you go to the press conference on behalf of the Red Report, um, he normally does the, the you know the, the Thursday morning uh, pre-game presser at Oakwell. 
very nice man. They seemed to live and breathe Barnsley. His English was very good. Um, I think a lot of people were worried that it would dilute sort of like the strength that we had as a team with, with Winkler not there because we knew that very much he was the link between a very much German-talking head coach and a very much English-talking sort of group of players except the ones that are French. He's been gone for a couple of matches now. Dale Tong has stepped in. Uh, initially, that's on a short-term basis while they look to see if that's you know, permanent. Uh, Daniel Stendhal asked the club to bring a coach in with no experience in, in first team, just on short-term. Were you surprised with the sort of short-term appointment of, of Dale Tong, who, who managed the, was it the under-19s or under-20s? I mean, as a sort of quick thing, I didn't really... It didn't surprise me. Obviously, Dale Tong is not a... A name that I'll I'll know, you know, from under 19s. But if he's wanting just for short term, maybe to end at season, then fair fair enough to him. I do think that later on though he will bring in, uh, you know, another German to fit that sort of thing. But at, at minute you need that connection to players, and obviously he's getting better at English Sendel but he's not quite 100%, so I think it's good to have that sort of connection as well because he's from Barnsley, knows Barnsley. And I watch the recap on Barnsley FC's YouTube every every week when it comes out, and Dale Tong is talking to players, he's talking to Daniel, and it just it still seems like it's flowing really nicely. And, and I suppose the positive thing is that the club has set an identity for Barnsley FC where this is the type of football they want to play and that's from, I suppose, the under-11s or even younger all the way up to the first team. So Dale Tong as a coach will have been used to the type of football that needs to be played. Because he's been a Barnsley player, he knows the club, he probably knows some of these players from their days in, in something like the underage squads. Um Winkler, we wish him well. I mean, you know, obviously he's gone to Huddersfield because the, the 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 new head coach there is not only a personal friend, played with him at Essen um, as well. So let's turn our thoughts to Gaultier Garay. Gaultier Garay was our guest at the evening um, a couple of weeks ago now at the Electric Theatre. Later on in the programme, we'll announce how much money we raised on that evening. Um, we spoke about we spoke to him that evening. We asked him about the job in Nice and. Um, I suppose he was very good at giving us an answer, but no real answer. I think he said he would be interested, but not, there was nothing definite. So we, I think we can clearly make out that that was a done deal, but he didn't want anything disrupting this, this transfer window. Is it a big loss to Barnsley to have lost Gaultier to the job in, um, in Nice, do you think? I think so. I think he were a big character around the place. He liked to get involved with fans at away games and he travelled and that just showed his commitment to to Barnes of Football Club. And I think that is a big sort of figure to lose off the pitch and I'm sure he had a big impact on the pitch with and leaving in February to get the January transfer period done for Barnsley just shows that Barnes FC do matter to him and I think that's a nice touch to have as a as a CEO. He was because he was very open. He was very honest during that evening. We spoke about many things. If for the people that were there, we spoke about things like you know the appointment of Jose Marash, how he felt when Heckingbottom went to like Leeds, and what it meant to fans, you know, going to that club just further up the M1. Um, and I think you know when, when we spoke, he had a difficult job when he came in, didn't he? You know, he, he, he came to the club in, in June. 17 players he had to get in the summer and then he got another 5 or so in the January transfer window after like 22 players um, he's oversaw the, the consortium buying the club for Mr Crine um, he, he saw Paul Heckingbottom leave, the appointment of Jose Marash, the sacking of Jose Marash, the appointment of Stendhal, the passing away of 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 Crine. And as fans, we've we've seen the things that the club does, the letter to the, the fan who had some mental health issues and you know, he was suffering with depression, the the free sanitary products that Barsley FC are offering for female supporters. He's done all right, hasn't he? He's he's done I think we we, we we probably wish him luck because he was French and he's going back to a home country. But I think in bringing the club and, and the supporters closer together, I think he, my personal opinion that he did a decent job. Oh yeah, he's done a cracking job. And and more people are starting to recognise Barnsley Football Club, not just in Barnsley but worldwide. And I think that's a good thing to have. He's brought he's brought in a lot of things that are good that are connected to us now. And I think as a CEO, he could just sit back and let other people do it, but he got involved and it was a, he was really good. He got involved and that's what you want. You want your staff members to get involved with the football club personally as well as 
business. Yeah, it, it's even more than a job, didn't it? It, it? it became his passion as a sports Barnsley FC. So, last question then, Kyle. Um, just imagine that you're set on the um, the panel to interview the new CEO. You know, what would you like to see in, in whoever comes in? What is the one quality or the one character trait that you'd like to see of somebody coming in? What do you think is needed from the new CEO of Barnsley Football Club? To just stay connected with the fans.
Red's Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. after Mumford and Sons I will wait um, Kyle you know we're doing well when players get nominated for all sorts of awards so you have to forget I can't look at you because I have to look at the screen <laughs> so first of all um, Alex Mowat has been um, nominated for BFA 
Fans Player of the Month. Um, together with who we know well, Matty Pearson, Luton Town, Lameris from Plymouth, Cook from Walsall, uh, Collins, Luton Town, and Purrington from Charlton. Forget about the rest. Has he been probably the biggest revelation of Barnsley so far? He's played, for as far as I know, in, in January, definitely every minute of every game. I think he's had a couple of games where he maybe wasn't as influential, but still, you know, he, he played and did what needed doing. Is he the best player we've got? Do yeah, think? I think so. After his performances this season, I definitely, I think so, yeah. He's played most games out of anyone, I'm probably sure of that. Um, but you wouldn't have thought it, would you, at start of the season after being on loan at Oxford? You just wouldn't have thought it. No, no. They must have done something right. <laughs> they must have done something I, I, right. I think it, the change of manager probably helped him and, and coming in with a clean slate. My mate said to me the other day, the Alex Mowat we've got now is a better Alex Mowat than the one we got from Leeds. And, and I sort of agree with it. I think he you know, he was very good, although not, maybe not a regular starter. Some of the goals he scored... The, the the tackles he puts in, the clever passing that he's got. Him and McGeehan have got that understanding. Well, whether it's McGeehan or Dougal, he's got that understanding. When he is almost like he's he, you know he's he's the main man, isn't he, for us in that midfield? So so he's been awarded for the PFA uh, Fans Player of the Month, and you know I know I'm slightly biased, but to me he deserves it. Although more than likely it'll go for somebody else. Um, closer to home then again. Um, Jacob Brown is being nominated for Sky Bear Player of the Month, and. Um, he is with James Collins, <laughs> Luton Town, Andy Cook from Walsall, and Ruben Lameris from Plymouth at Gile. Now, they have a short description of all the players. I'll just read you what they've put about uh, Barnsley's Jacob Brown. Whenever Barnsley scored in January, chances were Brown was involved. As well as netting against Bradford City, he also contributed five assists with his movement and awareness of others and played a key part in two team goals. Now, you read that and you think, hmm. I think sometimes we forget that he's a, he's a young lad. He's been... Gently introduced into this team, but in different positions every time. Would it be fair to say that we don't miss Potts because we've got Brown? Because he seems to be playing in that sort of role. He goes wide. Now, we always knew him as a striker, didn't he? He now seems to play him wide on the right-hand side. Is that where we get the best of, out of Jacob Brown? I think so. I think just reading that description then, that just shows you that that's his position. I mean, for a young player to adapt to... I think he's played right back midfield and striker for a young player at that age to adapt like that I think it's brilliant and I think he's got he's got a mature head as well he, he doesn't seem like I think he's is he at 19 yeah he's only I, I don't know he's really, but he's, really young. he's, he's, he's a, he says an old head on young shoulders he's also surrounded by a team that's the youngest in this league I think 26 is our oldest player um, I don't even know what that is. is that Davis I think Davis is one of them yeah, I, I don't know so, yeah. but you know um, and I think it's helped him that Standall loves bringing the youth through and, and, and only putting them in obviously when it works it's worked with Ben Williams wasn't it we all remember the the, um, the debut we had at Peterborough away and it's the first time some people probably heard of <coughs> Ben Williams Jacob Brown's be sort of in and out and a little bit like Victor I suppose Adabadejo up front where you know he comes in is, is Victor Adabadejo obviously he's a completely he's an out and out striker isn't he and that's probably why his chances are limited is this now the position for Jacob Brown? Do we now see him as a as, as a, a winger, a wide midfield, whatever you want to call it? Do, do we forget about him being a striker? Is this you know the future for him? Because definitely in this team, he's, he, we get the best of both. Well, don't he? He tracks back in defence. The number of times he's gone past players and runs and put balls into the box. Is is, is this the best place for for Jacob Brown to be at the moment? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think if you look at it with a, a fan sort of perspective, I think that's the best position for him. We have definitely got the best out of him on that right hand side and. When Potts went, if someone had said to me, Jacob Brown's going to be replacement, I would have just laughed. I would not have be believed it at all. Yeah. And he's, he's shone through, obviously, uh, on that right-hand side. But I think if someone else starts ahead of him, maybe Green or whatever, and there's an injury either up front or at back, I think he'll just be happy to play. Yeah. And I think that's the sort of attitude that a player should have. <laughs> I'm going to put you a bit on the spot now because I've just thought of this. I did write it down. I've just got to show you. With the transfer window over and um, obviously over halfway in the season now, can we just quickly, we're not going to go, can we just quickly go through what for you would be a starting eleven? So I'll just go. So in goal. Adam Davis. Right. You're back four. Who would you, who would you have? Um, <coughs> Williams. Yeah. 
Lindsay, um, Pinnock, and Cavari. Yeah. Uh, and in midfield. You're playing a 4 4 2, I take it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Midfield. Your middle two. I've got an idea, but I'll go Noah on. And McGee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the right hand side, Jacob Brown. Yeah. Um, on the left hand side. Who plays on the left hand side regularly? No. Well, TM sometimes. TM or. I'm trying to think who I'd play in that left position. Yeah, I'd probably have TM then, just for sort of attacking style, and then obviously from Kiefer and. And Carly. Where does the future lie for Ryan Hedges? Ryan Hedges came on as a substitute on uh, on Saturday. How did, what, what did you think when he played? Did he bring that sort of attacking and balls into the box? Was that the sort of Ryan Hedges that we know and love, or was it a different one? Because I wasn't, you know. It was sort of a hard second half for a player like Hedges to come on because it were it weren't the liveliest, shall we say? We just wanted yeah. to get the job done. Yeah. But he had a few chances. Uh, best one came out and he opened his body and tried to kill it and it took a deflection he looks a lot fitter than what he did when he came on a few when he got that injury when he had a broken toe yeah, yeah. Uh, he does he, he looks a lot a lot more lively um, I just think at minute his chances are going to be limited with where we're playing and players that are playing well right um, in a minute we're going to talk about um, the next few matches for Barnsley FC before we do that obviously the poll is finished and you'll hear when we finish the song that we are uh, that sort of leads us out today um, we talked before about our evening with Barnsley FC huge thanks to Adam Lamping who organised for Gaultier to come and obviously Bobby Hassel Martin Devaney Andreas Winkler should have come but didn't because he now works for um, Huddersfield I did find somebody to have me sparkle water that I bought for him so that's all solved um, that evening was organised to raise funds for the Vibe radio which where I am now and what you're listening to and um, the Yorkshire Air Ambulance Steve Croft were there this evening with his family and his friends and um, I'm happy to announce that I know it said in the Chronicle that 200 something pounds were raised that was sort of part of the raffle because different people are selling tickets I'm happy to announce that despite a couple of pence maybe a couple of quid we raised a thousand pound that evening which i think for a couple of lads doing a radio show the three of us with the guests that came in absolutely fantastic huge thanks to everybody that bought tickets people that turned up people that bought raffle tickets thanks to the lads from redfern's bar hixie derek for turning up and you know serving us a bit of lubrication while we were having the evening the feedback's been from what I've seen. Everybody really enjoyed it. So we'll we'll get our heads together and see if we can do something similar maybe at the start of the season. But a £1,000 raised. Um, we'll divide it up between the two uh, between the two causes. And, um, yeah, a huge thank you to everyone that was involved with that evening. Um, so we'll play some music. And we'll be back literally in three minutes' time where we're going to forecast our match at Gillingham away. And uh, we'll find out what Kyle thinks the result will be.
sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Bitterly Allen on a Wednesday afternoon. Why not? Why do we do it? Because we can, and I saw it and I quite like it. Right, um, Kyle, Gillingham away, long trip. I presume that the team will be travelling down on the Friday. Um, what's their form like? Last few results. Have, have, have they been fairing in League One? Uh, not the best, to be honest. Love um, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that sort of games that worry me when we travel down like that. Um, one win in the last five, and that came away to Burton, 3-2. Um, they've drawn with Accrington, um, lost 3-0 to Walsall, and lost 2-0 away to Southend, but that team that have only beat Portsmouth home and away and that just sums up this league really it, doesn't it? It, it it is one of those leagues isn't it a team that's struggling but it's the only team that's done the double on Portsmouth and yeah um, ok so their form is not great surely our form is, is we must be top of the form table because you know we're doing real picking points up left right and centre shouldn't be a problem for Barnsley should it I mean, we always football work like that, don't we? Um, I still think we've got enough. I just think that at minute I can't see anyone stopping us. I know we had a not a great game at Oxford, but I think to have a not great game and still get a point that just shows what sort of form we're in, doesn't it? But exactly, and I I I completely share that with you. That I, I look at our team and I look at our bench and I look at. So you have to have the players. Okay, you can tick that box. We've got that. You have to have that style of football, that desire and that will to grind the result out. And I think, especially lately, like the Oxford match, we've got that. We go behind against Rochdale and we we turn it around. So I think we've got that. I I put a lot down to the fact that you've got a German manager who doesn't like to lose. and, And he'll make sure that every single player on that pitch sort of feels the same. So, whilst I worry about some matches coming up, and I think, oh, I wonder if they'll do something, you know, Portsmouth away, you know, and, uh, that won't be easy. But then I think, I suppose, we do it all right away. <laughs> There's no pressure on us, pressure's all on Portsmouth, isn't it? You know, we've overtook them on the table, that's a bit of a... So, obviously, Gillingham, any... I know the form is not great. Who do you pick out as sort of like the danger, the danger man? Uh, I think everyone expects me to say it, but Tom Eaves. Yeah. For me, only outstanding performer for them this season. He's got more goals than Kiefer Moore. Well, no, he's, he's on the same odd, slightly under. He's got 16 in all but, it, but But in a team that's not performing well, that says something, doesn't it? It just shows that, exactly. And he, he can do it individually, he can do it if he's got players around him that'll give him service. So, he'll be one to look out for. He's a strong lad as well, so... For me, I think he's going to be a danger man for, for Gillingham. And I suppose for us, it's good knowing that Pinnock and Lindsay, who you expect to start on Saturday at three o'clock, because that seems to be the preferred pairing for Daniel Stendhal, they've coped with plays like that before, haven't they? And they're being backed up by a midfield that's not afraid to, to sort of you know stop that anything going past them. If you were a Gillingham fan, let's say this was a Gillingham show, and you talk about Barnsley FC, you don't want to say who is their danger man, you just said, oh, Tom Eaves. Who do you think people pick out as our danger man? Because I have to wonder that. Because people talk about Kiefer Moore. There's not much talk of a, a, a Coley Woodrow. Not many people talk about um, a, a Cam McGeehan or, or an Alex Mowat, except maybe when, when these polls come around that they have every month. Nobody mentions that our defence. Only one team so far this, this this season, I think, have scored more than two goals. Fair enough, that's been at home at all well, but we seem to have a very settled defence. If if you were contacted by the Gillingham radio station and said, uh, Kyle, who's the danger man for Barnsley? Who would you put? Um, at minute, I'd probably say Cameron McGeehan, definitely. And the fact that he's not afraid to take defenders on. I have a shot front box. We've seen it last few games at Oakwell that I've gone just wide. I, I want one of them to creep in one day. Um, yeah, Cameron McGeehan, definitely for me. Very good. So as we come to the end of the show, um, we'll do the um, the old forecasting bit of what do you think uh, the score will be. So, Barnsley way at Gillingham, Saturday, 3 o'clock. We talked about your preferred 11. I'm pretty sure it'll be those that will start in. What do you think the result will be come quarter to five? Um, I'm going to say 1-0 to Barnsley. Just just a one? Just the, I, I think, because Gillingham are fighting, I think they're going to be hard to break down, but I think they're going to gain sort of towards end and I think we'll just sneak that one I'll take one no it's a win in it I, I take one in. I had this vision of Barnsley sort of not being under pressure because they need the points well we all need the point but you know what I mean the league position wise and I think we'll, we'll, we'll get a goal 
and that forces them to come forward and we'll unpick them. So I'm, I'm going. I'm going for a three nil. Out. You took the Mickey out of me last week because I said Rochdale was six 0 and it was the worst, one of the worst matches that I'd seen. But that's because they frustrated us. So we're both going for a, a victory for Daniel Stendelsman. Well, um, I'm off to Oakwell. Uh, supporters' engagement with uh, Paul Conway and Daniel Stendel and his free tea coffee. So it's free tea coffee. I'm always there. Um, I think the highlights for the show today is I, I say it again: a thousand pounds raised by the people that turned up on that evening, bought the raffle tickets, bought the tickets, which is absolutely fantastic earlier on uh, let me just bring it up earlier on our uh, on our twitter we had a uh, a little poll and i can't even find it out we had a little poll and you had a choice of poop disco 2000 or the farm altogether now and i can now say that next week we'll be back live at five on the vibe with chris carlo and kyle and to play you out the winner of the poll today please enjoy the farm about to play a sold out show you got in over here with a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list they're definitely playing your song when you're with amex it's not if it's going to happen but when american express don't live life without it away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.